Hi, my name is Christine B. Period, and I want to welcome you all to Christine B.'s World of the Paranormal. I am coming to you from Brunswick, Ohio. I have been a paranormal researcher and investigator for most of my life, and I see dead people. I don't see them all the time like they show on TV, but I do on occasion see them. Uh, sometimes they communicate with me, sometimes they don't. Sometimes um, I just see shadows. Sometimes I see whole figures. And um, I know that uh, there is life after death because I've seen it. So I can attest to the fact that there is definitely life after death. Um, at times, spirits can communicate with me, and when they do, it's an awesome experience. I've had many times where um, they have spoken to me through my mind um, telepathically. I have had times where they have made themselves known. I lived in a haunted house in North Royalton, Ohio, for over 10 years. And I saw the spirits there. There were two of them every single day I lived in that house. Um, most of the times I saw them out of the corner of my eye. When I looked back, they were gone. But um, there were times when I saw, saw them full on apparitions. So um, that house was extremely haunted. And um, as a matter of fact, I was very friendly with the spirits that were there. Uh, they were dressed in 1800s clothing, so I know that they were there from before that house was built because the, the house I lived in at the time was built in 1948. So um, the spirits that were still lingering there were lingering from a building that was long ago torn down. My journey into the paranormal first took place when I was very young. My grandmother saw spirits all the time, mostly of her relatives who had passed on. At times she would see a relative spirit only to get a phone call that the person had passed away at the same time she saw them the night before. So um, nobody ever poo-pooed my grandmother. Nobody ever told her it was her imagination. Everybody just accepted the fact that my grandmother saw dead people. And so the paranormal was never a, um, a abnormal thing in my family. It was normal um, because of my grandmother's gift. Um, everybody, nobody poo-pooed it and nobody said it was anybody's imagination. So it was openly discussed. It was openly um talked about on many occasions. And um, I grew up in a family that um, was open to the idea of the paranormal. And therefore, it gave me the um, inspiration to do more investigation and research into that understanding. And so I can understand more the possibilities of the paranormal. And believe me, I have read probably 200 books on it 
in my lifetime and um, have done several, many, many investigations on my own and with my teammates, the El Dorado Paranormal Investigation Team. Um, so anyway, my father also was gifted. He could table tip very easily. He put his hands on top of a card table and he can walk that card table across a room. And when I was young, my cousin and I, who is also a member of my paranormal investigative team now, um, would look under the table to make sure my father didn't have his thumbs under there lifting up the table, and he did not. There never was a time when my when we caught my father fooling around with us or doing anything fraudulent. He actually had his both hands on the table all of his fingers and thumb on the table when he was making it rise and walk across the room. So um, that's another instance where my family um, was paranormally active. I am also a writer, an author, a published author. I have written 16 books. 15 of them are published. I am working on my 16th now. 10 of my published books are about a psychic detective called Colleen Broadhurst. She lives in the San Francisco Bay Area and um, she solves mysteries with her partner and best friend, Lisa Thomas. And um, I have written 10 books in that series, as I said. And so um, that is a very successful series for me. And my, the 16th book I'm working on now is the 11th book in that series. Um, all of the books that I have written have paranormal themes. Um, the Coming is about a farmer in Medina, Ohio, who realizes that he has been abducted by aliens for the past 25 years. And there are other people that he meets in the city that have also been abducted with him. And he ends up being the adversary, the um, administrator and the emissary for um, the aliens who make themselves known. So that's called The Coming 12-21-2012. And um, uh, Voices in the Dark is another one of my books, and that is a... Um, a collection of my short stories, all based on paranormal themes, and a novelette, which is also based on a paranormal theme. Um, so, and in that book, I have 14 photographs of some of the evidential photographs that we have taken to prove that um, the paranormal exists. Uh, so many of these photographs are of orbs, and some of them are full body, full body apparition, apparitions. Sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, so, um, and then I wrote a book about myself called I Remember, and in that book there are uh, many instances where I have explained my um, experiences with the paranormal when I lived in the haunted house for 12 years and also um, my experiences when I investigated 
and also my life experiences. My, basically, it's an autobiography of my life. Okay, now that you know a little bit about me, um, let's get on the subject. Today's subject is ghosts and spirits. And uh, first of all, I'd like to discuss what is the difference between, between a ghost and a spirit. Um, the A ghost is basically a recording on the atmosphere. In other words, it's uh, a tragic event happens, and then it is so tragic that it gets recorded onto the atmosphere. And when you see it, when someone sees it, it repeats and repeats and repeats exactly the same way every time it's seen. So in other words, um, a, a spirit will walk, a ghost will walk from one door to another door and go through it, and it'll do the same thing over and over again. You cannot communicate with a ghost because it is simply a recording. Uh, you cannot um, have any interaction at all with a ghost. All you could do is watch it. That's it. Um, but with a spirit, a spirit is actually the residual energy of someone who has was once alive. In other words, someone passes away, and because energy cannot be killed, their energy remains in a place for one reason or another. Um, and sometimes they are there because they have unfinished business. Rarely that's the case, though. Most of the times they are there because they have a strong association with the um, area, with the house, with something in the house um, or with the people living in the house. So 95% um, of the time when we did residential investigations, we found evidence that the spirit in that house was a relative and they were looking after the people who were still in that house. Um, spirits can move with you if they are relatives. Um, if they are not relatives and they're just associated with the house, then they would not move with you. In my case, when I lived in the haunted house, the spirits in that house were associated with the land and um, they could not move with me when I left. I offered that they could do that because they were not aggressive spirits at all. They just wanted me to know they were there. Um, so I offered that they come with me, but they didn't take me up on it because they couldn't. They were associated with the house and not with me. I have seen um, some of my dead relatives. My mother died when she was 34. I have seen her spirit on a number of occasions. I have seen my grandmother's and smelled my grandmother. She always used to wear lilac perfume. And smells are highly associated with spirit activity. So I know my grandmother was in the room as long as I smelled her scent and uh, talked to her on several occasions and also saw her spirit visually. Um, so those are the cases. That's the difference between a ghost and a spirit. A ghost cannot move. It's, it's going to do the same thing in the same place over and over and over again. And that's how you can tell it's a ghost and not a spirit. Um, 
How can you get rid of a spirit if you want to in a house? There's only one way to get rid of a spirit energy in a house or a building, and that is to convince it to leave. That is the only way. You cannot get the priest there to bless the house. You cannot put salt around the house. You cannot smoke the house and smudge it with herbs. That's not going to work. No matter what you've heard on television or what you may have read anywhere, uh, that does not work. There's only one way to get rid of a spirit in a building or a house, and that is to convince it to leave. That's the only way. In other words, you talk to it and say, listen, your presence is bothering the children. You're upsetting the family. You're upsetting the pets. Please move on because, you know, your presence here is upsetting the people who are living here. Now, if the um, spirit is a benign spirit or we call a positive energy, um, they will most likely move on. If it is a negative energy, however, that might not work. And um, in that case, negative energies are something that you just walk away from. And sad but true, but if you are in the vicinity of a negative energy, you're never going to convince that, that energy to leave. So um, it's either live with it or you leave. So that's your choice in the case of a negative energy. Negative energies are very rare. I came across negative energy only two or three times in my whole career of investigating. And um, in each case, I walked away from it. I knew that there was, uh, there was a, uh, a place in Diamond Springs, California that I investigated. It was on the second floor of the restaurant there. It was called the Diamond Springs Restaurant and Inn. And on the second floor, there were rooms. I went and investigated the second floor and found lots of spirit energy in each room up there. When I got to the bathroom, I felt negative energy in there and I did not go in it. That's what a normal paranormal investigator would do. You do not poke the dragon ever. Um, if you're afraid of paranormal energy, then you shouldn't be investigating it. So um, these shows that you see on TV where um, the gentlemen are coming up with paranormal evidence of the paranormal and they are scared and they run out of the room, that is not what happens in a normal paranormal investigation. If you're that afraid of paranormal energy, you shouldn't be investigating it. I mean, let's that's a no-brainer, right? So um, these TV shows have, you have to keep in mind that they have directors, they have producers, they have people who tell them what gives them good ratings and what gives them not so good ratings. So they have to hype up their programs in order to make them more scary with, with uh, pictures of scary things and they do it in the dark, which, you know, spirits don't know the difference between day and night. 
they're there in the daytime, they're there at night. It, it, it doesn't matter what time of day you investigate. So the nighttime investigations where it's pitch dark is just for effect. And it is very dangerous to investigate any building at night with all the lights off. It's not a good idea. And we never did it when we investigated. Okay. Um, how am I sure that spirits exist? Once again, I'm sure because I've seen them many times. I've heard them. They've talked to me. Um, so I know they exist. If you go to my website, which is www.author, A-U-T-H-O-R, Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, B as in boy, dot com, you will see several evidential photographs that I have taken while on some of my investigations. And there is a, a page dedicated to orbs. And I'm going to tell you what an orb is. Um, in most cases, orbs are a energy manifestation of a spirit. And they can't, people say that they are dust. They are not dust. If you, if that was dust, there's dust. If there was dust in the air, there'd be hundreds of molecules of dust all looking the same in a photograph, not just one. So the fact that when somebody says that's a dust molecule, it's ridiculous because if, if you picked up one, you'd pick it up hundreds of them and, and your whole photograph would be full of dust particles. So it's ridiculous to even say that that is a dust particle because it's not. Number two, um, if it's moving, if, if you get an orb that's moving, it's showing any kind of movement at all, that is indication that it is paranormal activity. A camera sinks at 1 60th of a second and no dust moves that quickly. So if you've got movement of an orb or anything else in your photograph, that is indicative of paranormal activity. Also, um, orbs usually have a energy radius around them. Some of the radiuses are um, the same color of the orb. Some of them are rainbow colored, um, but there is definitely a, rain, a radius signature. You can see an energy radius signature on the photograph. And if you look at the orbs that I show in on my website, you'll see that they all have energy signatures around the radius of them. They are different colors as well. Now, if you capture dust, dust is not come in different colors. It's gray. So when you get an orb that's a different color, like a pink or a green or a golden, um, or if it glows, that's another indication that that is spirit energy. So um, all these claims that um, orbs are merely dust are just plain not true. Um, so if you go to my website, you'll see um, a whole page dedicated to orbs and you can check that out. Okay, what are some of the signs that you are, that there's 
spirit energy in the room that you may be in. One of the signs is that you're going to feel goosebumps on your arms, your legs, the back of your neck, the hair on the back of your neck will stand up. The air will feel thick, like it's like it turned to water. And when you're moving, you could almost feel yourself moving through water. And um, that's an indication that there's paranormal activity. If you have a K2 meter or a Mel meter, which are two uh, pieces of equipment that are used by paranormal investigators, um, you can also pick up electromagnetic field energy, and that's called EMF. Um, if you have indications that there's EMF, high EMF readings in the area, then you know that there's paranormal activity <clears throat> there. Also pennies, believe it or not, the movie Ghost was not kidding. Ghosts can move pennies and they do often. If you see pennies laying around where you wouldn't expect them to be, that's an indication that there's paranormal activity in the room or in the area that you find the pennies. If you hear a sound that is not it cannot be explained like footsteps on the stairs when you know nobody's there or knocking on a door when you open the door and nobody's there. Uh, a lot of times that will happen after someone passes away. Um, phone ringing and you pick it up and there's just static. That's also an indication that a spirit is trying to get a, a hold of you. Um, spirits can mess with electronical instruments, items, anything electronic they can mess with. So um, because of their electromagnetic field energy, they can mess with um, things that get plugged in or anything that has a battery. And all the bane of most paranormal investigators is that their batteries drain quickly when on a vet investigation. And that is also an indication that there's paranormal activity because your batteries drain unnormally fast, abnormally fast. So all of these are indications that there's paranormal activity in the room. If you're sensitive, you might feel it as I am. I can feel when some, when there's a spirit in the room with me, not everybody can. But there's other indications as well, as I, as I mentioned. Okay. Um, what are some of the most haunted places I've been to and that I investigated? I'm going to be as quick as I can with this because we only have about seven minutes left to this podcast. Um, the Union Hotel in Northern California was one of the most haunted places I've ever been. And it was haunted by one gentleman as far as I could tell that he's the only one that I picked up on. And he was um, someone who had lived in that town his entire life. His mother gave birth to him and abandoned him in that town. And um, he lived there and was brought up by the townspeople his entire life. And when I asked him why he was still there, he said to me, there's no one waiting for me on the other side which was heartbreaking for me. I, that was very upsetting to hear that. 
the Diamond Springs Hotel in Inn. I already told you about that one. That one's very haunted. Uh, the Mo Marshall Gold Discovery State Park in Coloma is extremely haunted. Every building in that place, in that area, and all of the um, monuments and everything in the area is very haunted with spirit activity because of the fact that during the gold rush, there were so many people murdered because of greed. There were a lot of spirits roaming around, especially in the uh, James Marshall cabin, which I have taken uh, photographs of orbs and I've seen spirits moving around in, inside that locked cabin every time I've gone. So that's another really uh, haunted area. Um, the Golden Lamb in Lebanon, Ohio, very haunted. I've got photographs of amazing photographs of orb movement on the third floor in that hotel and orbs in other places in that hotel as well. That's, that's one if you ever wanted to go to a haunted area, that's a good place to go. The entire town of Zor, Ohio, Z-O-A-R is um, a reproduction of how it was in the 1800s. And there are a lot of buildings in that town that are haunted. Um, the Prospect Place in Trinway, Ohio, that's a famous one. Uh, that is very haunted. And I got some, we all got some um, interesting orbs from that investigation. So if you ever want to visit any of those places, the Portage, the Portage County Tavern in Portage, Ohio, that is also very haunted. We got uh, uh, orbs shooting everywhere in our videos. And if you go to my YouTube channel and uh, check out my videos uh, on my YouTube channel, you can um, see some of those. And if you want the link to that, that is on my website. So... Um, if you go to my website, you'll see those links, all the links to some of the places that I've talked about. Okay, um, that's about it for today, unfortunately. Um, I have um, more to come and lots more to talk about in the future. So I hope you will join me for more of my podcasts. And um, I hope you will forgive the intrusion of the phone call. <laughs> And um, I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. See you next time.